Welcome to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD, where the doctor helps you unlock your full potential by equipping you with tools and knowledge in the areas of health, wealth, and wisdom, anchored in his experience as a business executive, a physician surveyor for the Joint Commission, a former mayor, and over 50 years of experience as a general surgeon. You've got questions, he's got answers. So let's get started. Here's Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Good morning. I'm Dr. William T. Choctaw, and welcome to our Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast. This podcast is part of our Leadership Masterclass series, and we invite you to join us on the journey today to learn some new and exciting things about healthcare that you may not have experienced in the past. Each month, we try to provide you, our listeners, with mental, physical, spiritual strength by giving actionable advice, tips, guidance, and information to help you achieve your own personal, professional, and spiritual goals. We consider the health of the mind, body, and spirit paramount as a single unit that can provide a cumulative strength greater than the individual parts to strengthen the whole person. So join with us uh, as we travel this journey today. Today, we're going to talk about healthy eating that includes prebiotic and probiotics, the world of microorganisms. Let me repeat that. We're going to talk about healthy eating that includes prebiotics and probiotics, the world of microorganisms. So sit back. Um, and go with us on this outstanding journey. As always, we like to go over our beliefs, and I believe that life is about being of service to others. I believe knowledge is power. I believe leaders can change the world. As always, we like to put up an outline, and the purpose of the outline is to let you know what we're going to talk about, but more importantly, uh, the purpose of the outline is to let you know when we're just about done. Um, we're going to talk about microorganisms, and you may be saying to yourself, well, how in the world does that involve eating? Well, stay tuned, and we'll go over that. We're going to talk about good and bad microorganisms. Um, we're going to talk about microorganisms that live in the body. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, there are bacteria and various types of microorganisms that normally, normally live within our bodies. And we're going to touch on that today. Uh, we're going to review prebiotic and probiotics and talk about the specific benefits uh, of, of each. And as always, we always like to refer you to Use your search engine liberally, whichever um, system you have, and to review uh, and evaluate information, particularly from the Mayo Clinic and other notable uh, healthcare institutions about this important topic. This topic, as always, as all of our master, as all of our podcasts, are part of our masterclass series in medicine. Uh, we believe that it's important that all of us have a certain basic understanding of healthcare on multiple levels. Uh, and again, going back to our beliefs that knowledge is power, this will empower us, I believe, to um, have better healthcare for ourselves and those around us. So, 
go with me, if you will, to the world of microorganisms. Microorganisms. Now you may be you may be saying, well, what in the world is a microorganism? Well, a microorganism is an organism that can only be seen by the microscope. Let me say that again. A microorganism is an organism that can only be seen by the microscope. Now, you may be saying, well, you know, I don't ever remember hearing anything about this, and and what in the world are are we talking about today? Well, I'm going to beg to differ. I'm going to say, go with me back to your high school, and I will bet you that somewhere in your high school, certainly in early college, but somewhere in your high school, you had a class in called biology, biology, the study of life, bio meaning life, ology meaning the study of. And during that biology class, I'm going to suggest that somewhere in that room, there was a microscope, a microscope. And it was that microscope or multiple microscopes like it that you use to begin to explore the world of microorganisms. Okay, so just just think about that. These are organisms that are with us daily that we cannot see with the naked eye, that we need a microscope to see them. And more importantly, the organisms that I'm going to talk about are inside of us. It's normal. Do not freak out. Do not get scared. Do not worry about it. This is the way God intended it. Okay, so it's it's all good. It's all good. So, as we said, organisms that cannot be seen by the naked eye. There are different classes of microorganisms, and you've heard of these. Some are called bacteria, which I'm sure you've heard of, fungi, or fungi, uh, protozoa, which you may not have heard of, that's a single cell organisms, or virus. You've definitely heard about viruses. Viruses like bacteria and fungi are microorganisms. You can't see a virus except through the microscope. Okay, so so of the four or five different categories that we've mentioned, we're going to concentrate today on the bacteria. We'll only mention viruses and maybe some of the other microorganisms as a contrast to bacteria. Okay, so let's look at bacteria. Well, what's what's interesting to know about bacteria is that back normal bacteria, or I'm going to use the term good bacteria lives within us, lives within us. Uh, And indeed, um, uh, bacteria, if you, and there are billions of them that live within us. Remember, you can't see them. You need a microscope to see them, but they're in different parts of our bodies. Um, And I would argue, or basically most of the science shows that we're talking about billions with a B of bacteria that live within our body. Now, normally, whenever we hear bacteria, we think of something bad. We think of something that we need to destroy or kill or get rid of. And certainly, much of that is true. I'm going to talk about today those bacteria that help us, that help us. Uh, Indeed, the the world uh, and the human body is extraordinarily complex extraordinarily complex. And part of that complexity is that 
the creator, God, in my in my opinion, um, put all of that together so that we all benefit. And I'm going to talk about it from the human perspective and how these billions of bacteria that are normally within our bodies help us uh, to function uh, properly. Uh, bacteria obviously are very, very tiny that you can take 100,000 of them and put them in a period at the end of a sentence. Let me say that again. You could take 100,000 bacteria and fit them in a period at the end of a sentence. And bacteria have been around for billions of years. Billions of years. So this is part of the, 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 the complicated relationship or the balanced relationship, if you will, of the world that we live in. Right, that we're taking things from the environment and we're giving things back to the environment. But as as we as we will learn, and I will use this word a lot, balance is what we want. Balance is what we want. And so one of the ways, and we'll we'll talk about this a bit more also, to think about bacteria and their location is bacteria are very important, among other things, in facilitating digestion or the gastrointestinal tract or the stomach intestines tract. Or when we eat something, um, let's say we eat an apple and we put it in our mouth and we bite it, we chew it very, very finely, we swallow it, the apple then goes through our um, esophagus, which is a tube, that goes from our mouth to our stomach. Uh, the material from the apple then goes into the stomach. It's mixed with various types of enzymes to help to digest it, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. It then goes into the intestine, the small intestines first, the large intestines until we ultimately eliminate it. But as it travels through that, I'm going to call it the gastrointestinal tract, the stomach intestines tract, okay, it interacts with millions of different types of bacteria normally, normally, that reside in our intestinal tract that help to facilitate normal digestion. So bacteria can either be good bacteria that we're going to talk about mostly or bad bacteria that you're probably most familiar with. And bad bacteria uh, we hear about with illnesses, various types of bacteria that cause illnesses or diseases or disabilities. Example, um, ear infection uh, is usually caused by bacteria, most commonly occurs in children. Um, pneumonia, which can occur in anybody, which is bacteria in the lung, uh, that can create uh, inflammation um, uh, and uh, multiple growth of other bacteria, bad bacteria that make it difficult for us to breathe um, or uh, without coughing or makes it difficult for us to exchange oxygen, which is the main function of the lungs, uh, to allow us to carry on our normal regular body functioning. There's bacteria that can uh, can be a part of food poisoning. If you eat certain bad types of food or spoiled types of food, uh, that's usually because a certain type of bacteria may have overgrown in that food, uh, and the body does not like this particular type of bacteria, and that can cause things like crampy pain, diarrhea, et cetera, et cetera. 
Uh, so, so there's bad bacteria and there's good bacteria. Now, I would just momentarily contrast that with viruses. You know, they're bad viruses. Some of the bad viruses are viruses that cause the common cold. Most of us have gotten colds usually once a year or so. Those are rhinoviruses. Uh, there are certain viruses that can cause bad viruses that can cause influenza, the flu. Um, and of course, we know about the bad viruses that can cause COVID. Okay. So my point is that viruses are a type of microorganism, organisms that we cannot see, but they are unique and different from bacteria, which are also microorganisms uh, that uh, we cannot see. Okay. Um, and I don't know, I must admit, I don't know of any good viruses, <laughs> uh, but they are good bacteria. So let's, let's, let's get back to our topic, good bacteria, okay? Now, bacteria in general uh, are various types, and you can tell uh, the form of the bacteria or what it looks like. You have an idea of what it looks like by the name. If you say streptococcus uh, pneumonia, uh, that caucus means circle. Um, so it's a strep type of pneumonia that's circular in form, so that when you look at it under the microscope, you look for little circles to identify that streptococcus. Um, if you look at salmonella typhi, um, which is a type of bacteria, that's that has a tail, and that's a, a flagella, we call that. It's a rod. It's not a circle. It's a rod. Um, if you look at uh, Vibrio cholera, um, it has a little spiral um, uh, tail associated with it. Um, so these are some of the things that ways that you can identify the, the formation or the morphology, if you will, of bacteria when you see them under the microscope. Remember, you can't see bacteria with the naked eye. You can only see them under a microscope. And trust me, uh, most of you, if not all of you, did do this in school. I uh, hope you were paying attention in biology, uh, where the instructor brought out the microscope and you went by and you looked at different things under the microscope. Other characteristics of bacteria, they're single cell. Now, our bodies are made up of billions of cells with a B billions of cells. The bacteria or a bacterium is a single cell, just one, again, which is why it's so small, which is why we can't see it with the naked eye, all right? Um, uh, the DNA is not compartmentalized in, in bacteria. That's sort of a technical term. You don't have to worry about it, but it's just another distinction. Um, the DNA in bacteria are made up of one single chromosome. We have a number of chromosomes in our bodies, uh, but that's different from a single-cell bacteria. And the other thing about the single-cell bacteria is that it reproduces asexually by what we call binary fission. So it does not need a partner to reproduce, probably one of the reasons why there's so many of them. One of the things to keep in mind, and again, I'm going to go back and compare with the virus now, both the microorganisms. Bacteria can be killed with antibiotics. Bacteria can be killed with antibiotics. You cannot kill viruses with antibiotics, okay? It's good to keep that in mind. And that's why you need vaccines 
to come in and help to prepare the body's immune system to get rid of viruses. But bacteria, they, you can kill them with antibiotics. And that clearly in the early stages of, of life um, and uh, mankind has have, helped to revolutionize healthcare, uh, being able to kill the bad bacteria. So we've talked about bad bacteria that can cause diseases and illnesses, et cetera, et cetera. The majority and the remainder of our discussion this morning is going to be about the good bacteria, the pre and the probiotic bacteria. Okay, so let's go to that. So again, bacteria uh, normally live in our bodies, normally live in our bodies. And a way to remember that is that they are especially helpful uh, in facilitating digestion, eating. Okay. Now, back when you were in high school, you had a little round dish called a Petri dish. And you took a little something, a little wire something that was circular at the end, and you dipped it into a solution. And then you put some streaks on that Petri dish. You put a top on that dish. You then put it in something called an incubator uh, for overnight. And when you came back the next day, you saw that you now had multiple streaks a multiple little entities on that same dish that were not there initially. And what you just did was that you grew bacteria in a Petri dish. You then took another little wire-like material, you, you took a piece of that material, put it on a slide, slide, put it under a microscope, and you looked at it. And this is where you could see the, the bacteria that you've just grown. So they are alive, they are present, and you can reproduce them at will. So good bacteria. Good bacteria divided into two categories, uh, the probiotic bacteria and prebiotic bacteria. Uh, and it's not as complicated as it sounds, all right? So the importance of bacteria in general, and we're talking primarily um, about the the, the the pro and the prebiotic, and we'll break it up uh, a bit later, is that um, bacteria can be used in nature, this is outside the body, to um, get rid of petroleum when there's a spill. Uh, bacteria can also be used uh, in um, um, engineering, various types of engineering to remove waste and poisons from water that help us. Um, and obviously, bacteria can be used in synthesizing drugs, and this is particularly where uh, 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 various types of virus or uh, vaccines may come in for viruses. So, two areas that good bacteria help us, and we talked about one, which is facilitating digestion, and the other is improving immunity, improving immunity. Immunity is the body's ability to fight infection of various types, be it bacterial, be it viral, be it um, uh, um, a protozoan from some, some type, uh, et cetera, et cetera. And one category of um, good bacteria is called probiotic, P-R-O-B-I-O-T-E-C, probiotic. Um, you can look that up again in your search engine, 
and research about uh, what what that's involved. But that's a type of what we call good bacteria. These are living microorganisms that can benefit the body. And so you may say, well, what 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 are some sources of this good bacteria? How how do I get them? Well, you can get them in certain types of foods, believe it or not. Uh, and you can also get them in uh, with supplements. I tend to like uh, the natural approach, um, and so I would recommend the foods. Um, uh, before you do supplements, I would certainly recommend that you talk to your healthcare uh, professional, your your primary care physician, and make sure that the supplements don't interfere with your other medication if you're taking other medication or that they're the right ones for you. But certainly certain types of foods uh, you're able to eat. Um, and so the probiotics, one of the parts of the good bacteria, uh, are present in foods like yogurt, and many of you eat yogurt, which is a good food to eat, um, uh, sauerkraut, uh, which is another type of food that you can find those probiotics in. Other ways that probiotics help the body, uh, in addition to digestion, as we mentioned, um, is um, uh, building up and helping the body to build up its immune system so that it can fight other types of infections. Now, other types of foods that these probiotic uh, microorganisms can be found normally, um, in addition to yogurt, uh, is food like kimchi, uh, which is uh, used in uh, different parts of Asia, apple vinegar cider, pickles, we all like pickles, uh, buttermilk, uh, miso soup. Um, and so these are just some of the types of foods that have that are rich in probiotic bacteria that are normal, healthy types of foods that we can eat that then help to build up our probiotic um, um, material uh, within our bodies. There's also another category of microorganisms in, in the body called prebiotic. Uh, prebiotic foods tend to be foods that are typically high fiber. Um, and they also are used um, uh, as we eat to uh, improve um, um, our ability to, to build up our prebiotic microorganisms uh, in the body. And these foods are found are uh, bananas, onions, oatmeal, asparagus, again, healthy types of foods that we can eat that will help to build up our normal, healthy bacteria that live within our body that help to keep us even more healthy and fight infections. So I know it's a little counterintuitive because, again, usually when we hear bacteria, we think of bad things or germs and things we want to get rid of. Um, and yes, they do exist. My point, very simple, is there is another side of that. And that other side is that there are bacteria that are normally within our body that are beneficial to us. And indeed, using that word balance, we want a good balance between the, the, the good bacteria, the pre and probiotic bacteria, microorganisms that live in our bodies, uh, and the bad bacteria that we want to get rid of uh, as much as possible. One of the things to keep in mind, because um, bacteria can be killed, um, that very strong antibiotics uh, or uh, some types of chemotherapy can destroy all bacteria of the body, good or bad. Uh, and obviously, that's problematic uh, because 
Uh, if you destroy all the good bacteria, now you're putting that patient even more at risk, uh, depending on whatever his or her initial problem was. And so part of what the physician has to balance is what the status of the patient is, um, do various tests to find out what's working and what's not working, what areas are problematic, and balance the risk-benefit ratio of antibiotics or any type of treatment that might affect or upset the normal functioning of the patient's body. Uh, but keep in mind that bacteria, again, they are susceptible to antibiotics uh, and probably some chemotherapies, uh, uh, chemotherapy, and so that can many times not be in the best interest of the patient. And this is why I think it's so important uh, to always engage a healthcare professional when you're looking at treatment um, and you're dealing with uh, perceived illnesses. So if we were to summarize then uh, in terms of uh, pre and probiotics by themselves, probiotics uh, are microorganisms healthy bacteria or bacteria that are within the body that are good bacteria, uh, and they promote healthy dig uh, digestive activity. Uh, they can be found in foods like yogurt, sauerkraut, kefir, pickles, kimchi, tempeh, um, and obviously in some supplements. And again, I caution against using the supplements. I'd, re I'd recommend using just regular foods. Uh, and then we have the other uh, uh, what I just mentioned were the probiotics. We also have the prebiotics uh, that help to promote the growth of, of healthy bacteria within the body. And they can be found in bananas, onions, artichoke, garlic, oatmeal, honey, and asparagus. So a lot of these healthy foods that you know about, um, uh, like bananas and, and yogurt and other types of things, benefit us not only because they're naturally healthy, but also because they help to stimulate the good bacteria in the body and help to maintain that good bacteria balance um, in the body that's necessary for us uh, to survive and to thrive. So a good way to look at it is pre and probiotics, again, the good bacteria in the body, are microscopic custodians of our body's healthy functions. The pre and probiotics are microscopic custodians of our body's healthy function. These are the good antibiotics that um, we were born with or, or not born with, but eventually develop over time as part of a natural process of growth and development. Um, and there are, they are a requirement to good health. Uh, and again, a healthy body requires a good balance between the good uh, bacteria um, and bad bacteria. And obviously, you want more good bacteria than bad. So in summary, microorganisms help us stay healthy. Let me say that again. Some microorganisms help us stay healthy. And the category of these microorganisms are pre and probiotic. That's the term that's used to describe them, okay? Microorganisms are organisms that you cannot see with the naked eye. Uh, you can only see them under microscope. Um, but good bacteria normally exist in, in the millions and billions in our bodies. We have to do anything. They're just there, and they help to cause us to function normally. 
challenges and difficulties develop when we do things to our bodies that disrupt that normal functioning process. And that's why it's important that we be aware of that and we be aware of the totality of what good health is. And again, remember that word balance. Um, and before we do anything very dramatic with our bodies, uh, always bring in a healthcare professional to, to discuss that with them. And healthy eating uh, with good food is necessary for us to stay healthy. So our, as, as, as we end up, I like to start, end up with my basic principles. Um, the first basic, basic principle is that God is in charge. Uh, God is in charge of my life. And indeed, I have been blessed uh, my 75 years uh, because of that. Um, I have no bad days. All my days are good days and great days. Uh, because I figured out that whether my day was good or bad, it depended on what I decided. And so I decided I didn't want any more bad days. And I share that with you because you can do the same. Uh, third principle is don't sweat the small stuff, and most stuff is small. Um, most things that you think are a problem usually are not a problem. Um, and so many times you don't have to worry about them. Fourth principle is forgiveness is therapy. Uh, when someone does something or a circumstance occurs that you perceive as being negative uh, or someone does something that you perceive as negative towards you, forgive them. Forgive them. Don't worry about who's right or wrong. Don't worry about the facts. Just forgive them automatically. And you would be amazed at how therapeutic that is for you uh, moving forward. And the fifth principle is that everything is a relationship. Everything in life with you is a relationship, and relationships are based on three things, mutual respect, mutual trust, and good communication. If you have those three things, you have a very good relationship. If you do not have those three things, you have work to do. And finally, be the change you want to see in the world. Thank you, and have a wonderful day. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD. Be sure to check out other great episodes covering areas of health, wealth, and wisdom at thwwp.com. And while you're there, be sure to check out the books, blogs, and other literature in your preferred format. And don't forget to leave a review, subscribe, share, and support the podcast. That's at thwwp.com. You've been listening to the Healthy, Wealthy, and Wise podcast with Dr. William T. Choctaw, MD, JD.